0: Just win, right? Just win. I don't care who it's against. I just want to win. The Yankees got their first 3-game winning streak of the season today. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. That's how bad they've been. Um Yeah, they, they got their first 3-game win streak. That's a plus Aaron Hicks not going on the DL. That's negative <clears throat> um the A's are horrendous. I get it. They are on pace to be you know, probably the worst team of all time. Uh, so the Yankees needed to not just sweep them, but they needed to really blow them out. And they did. The Yankees outscored Oakland this series by 18 runs. Um, that's an average of six runs per game of a difference in the score. And it seemed like Boone... Used this series to get his bullpen some rest. Of the top guns who did pitch, Peralta, Holmes, you didn't see them in for long. Um, you know, you saw Breu out there, Ramirez, who was sent back down, Wisert, Davy Garcia, who was also sent back down. Jimmy Cordero, all those guys pitched, those are all guys who were, you know, very likely to be demoted, DFA'd, or just off the twenty-six man in about a month or so. So, it was good to see some, you know, use this series against a double-A ball club the way they should have. Um, so, let's talk about it. The Yankees sweep the Oakland A's in three games at the stadium this week. Episode 522. We'll get into it right now. Welcome to BD4. An own R- podcast. BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We also do MMA. Yanks every series, Knicks every game, MMA on occasion. BD4 is a five-star show on Apple Podcasts, also available in video format on YouTube and Spotify. So thanks for stopping by. And we hope you enjoy the show. Anyway, champion of the world, turning, looking, see ya! Anthony for three. Bang! That one goes down, and the game is tied! Time! time! Penetrates, creates, and shows some dexterity as well with the left hand. All right, let's talk about it. The Yankees take two out of, oh, not two out of three, three out of three. They get the sweep against Oakland this weekend. Um, We're getting right into it. It's late as hell. Technically, it's so late that it's early. Um, And this episode will be out by the morning, by Thursday morning, May 11th. But the Yankees sweep the awful athletics at home. Um... In the first game of this set, they took it 7-2. to Nestor Cortez going up against former Yankee farmhand, J.P. Sears. This game was scoreless through the first four and a half innings before the bottom of the fifth came, And as Waldo Cabrera went deep, 2 nothing Yankees. Nestor ends up going five innings. Um, top of the sixth comes. Kemp singles in a run. Peterson walks in a run, and the A's tie the game at two. But come the bottom of the sixth, and the bottom of the seventh, the Yankees start hitting some home runs. Glaber, LeMayu, Aaron Hicks goes deep. It's seven to two. Marinaccio, Hamilton, Ramirez. They finish the game in relief for the Yankees, going four innings together. And so the Yankees win seven to two in this game, seven runs. On nine hits, six extra base hits, two walks, seven strikeouts, one for three hitting with runners in scoring position. Glaber and Rizzo lead the team with two hits. DJ and Oswaldo lead the team with two RBIs. And DJ, Oswaldo, Glaber, and Hicks all go deep. Uh, Nestor Cortez in this game goes five innings, two runs. Six hits, two walks, four strikeouts, no home runs. Um, he looked okay. You know, the velocity was down later in the game. Later on, I think it was down to 88 on the four-seamer. Um, I don't know. I hope he's not hurt. It was interesting because you saw on the dugout after he pulled him, uh, after Aaron Boone pulled Nestor, you saw Boone kind of get a little animated with him. Which is interesting because Boone's not really like that, so I don't know if he was telling him, "You got to tell me you're, if you're hurt or not." I don't know. I hope he's okay. I don't know Nestor's se- his season has been odd. Like he's had some good starts, some okay starts, some bad stuff. Like I don't know if the league is catching up with Nestor a little bit. Uh, I don't know if he's done as a top end of the rotation pitcher. But maybe some, you know, that happens sometimes. The league catches up to you. The more you pitch, the more data they have on you. But it's just going to be up to Nestor now to readjust. Can he? Will he readjust? Um, you know, it's he's had a weird season. It's not a bad season. He's been fine, but I still don't feel like he's dominated much this year, which has felt like he he has dominated in the past. Last year he was dominant. And uh, the second half of 2021, he was very effective. Um, but I don't know. Uh, after him, again, Marinaccio, Hamilton, and Ramirez combined for four shutout innings, four strikeouts. Marinaccio blows the save, but then he picks up the win. Uh, Ramirez pitches two clean innings, and he gets sent back down. In between them was Ian Hamilton. And I'm going to give Ian Hamilton a tip of the cap this series because the guy keeps doing his thing. Whether whether he comes in to get the save in the ninth inning, he'll do that. If you ask him to pitch middle to late relief, he'll get you a hold. He'll do whatever you ask and he's doing it well. He's quiet, he's intimidating as hell, he's got a look to him, and he gets the job done. And Ian Hamilton now, is just... (laughs) The Yankees have a knack for getting some good relief pitchers out of Journeymen. They turn Journeymen into good relievers. And Ian Hamilton, through 13 games, 20 innings, has a 1-3-5 ERA, 25 strikeouts, only 10 hits allowed. No home runs yet. Knock on wood. Seven singles of those 10 hits. He's getting the job done. Limiting damage. He's been great. <laughs> and I don't know what else to say. Ian Hamilton's getting the uh, tip of the cap. He only appeared in one game. That was on May 8th. In this game. Um, first game of the set. but But he got it done. I felt like he was the guy I needed to give it to. The other options were Ramirez, but nobody cares about him. And Davy Garcia, which I could have done, but he also got sent back down. I felt like it's it's Benin Hamilton, man. That's his third tip of the cap this season already. His third cap tip. So um yeah. He's been great. Excuse me. Um and that was the first game. The second game of the set on Tuesday night, the Yankees won. And uh, this was this was the Clark Schmidt game <laughs> when he broke out. Um, yeah, this was a ten to five victory over the A's. Schmidt going up against some random, and unlike on the Monday game, this one had a lot of scoring early on. Uh, top of the second, the A's cracked the board first. Peterson. Makes it 1-0 Oakland. But the bottom of the third comes. Judge. Plates a run. Hits into a fielder's choice error. Then you have Rizzo, Glaber, and Bader. Single in runs. Jake Bowers later the sack fly. And it's 5-1 Yankees after three. Top of the fourth comes. Diaz, homers. 5-2. Bottom of the fifth. Glaber homers at seven to two. Schmidt goes six, surprisingly. Top of the seventh, Diaz hits his second home run at seven to three Yankees now. But the bottom of the seventh comes. Jake Bowers goes deep, makes it nine to three Yankees. And then Diaz slugs his third home run of the game in the top of the eighth inning to make it nine to five Yankees. Got a little uncomfortable there. I'm not gonna lie, I was not loving that. But the Yankees did put this thing away in the bottom of the eighth when Judge doubled that five runs to make it 10-5 to 5 Yankees with the sack fly. Uh, you had Abreu, Peralta, and Weisert, and Holmes as well throw 7-8-9 in relief. And the Yankees win. Um, ten runs on ten hits, four extra base hits, four walks, two strikeouts, three of 11 runners in scoring position. Bader led with three hits. Glaber and Bowers, three RBIs and a home run each. Um, I will say about Glaber, his defense has gotten to be a little rough lately. Hopefully that tightens up. Can't happen uh, against Tampa. Um, This was the game where Judge came back. He returned, went 0 for 3, produced two RBIs though. Um, And I love the fact that the Yankees only had two strikeouts in this game. And their beginning in the third was off small ball. Bunch of singles and a sack fly. And, you know, that's what you like to see. This was a good Yankee win for me because I like that kind of thing. I like when it's not just home runs, but when it's a balance of home runs and base hits. And the Yankees showed that. Right? They got the Torres home run, but they got some singles. Um The sack fly, a lot of contact. It was a good win. A couple sack flies. So, batting wise, they did well, and I thought they pitched very well. And, you know, of course, uh, of the three starters this series, I I think you got to give Clark Schmidt the tip of the cap. So, that's where I'm going for my tip of the cap among the starting pitchers in this series. Clark Schmidt. Listen, he's not been great this year, but you got to give the guy credit when it's due. Six innings, two runs, five hits, two walks, seven strikeouts, a home run, but he got the win. He earned his first win of the season in this game, and I thought he looked pretty good. Uh, Generated a ton of weak contact, especially using that sinker. The breaking ball was working. He went away from the cutter, which is always a good thing because his cutter has not worked this year. Um, just a lot of quick, easy at-bats for him, which was nice. And he did the damn job against left-handers in this one. That's been his kryptonite. But in this game, lefties were 2-for-9 against him. A single, a double, a walk, and three strikeouts. So He's looking... Clark Schmidt is looking a little bit better of late. Uh, that's now three of his last four starts where he's pitched pretty well in. Toronto, he won five and two-thirds, three runs, no earned runs. Versus Texas, he he wasn't good, five innings, ten hits, five runs. But against Cleveland, four and a third, two runs, no earned runs. And then in this one against Oakland, six innings, two runs. So 21 innings in there, just two uh or uh, 21 innings and 7 earned runs 21 uh 27 strikeouts sorry so you know take what you want from that but 3 of 4 where he's pitched well i'm just relaying that information to you uh, i personally don't think it means much because he's still getting hit around a bit in some of these starts he's still walking a little bit um you know, I think I think you still got yourself a, a platoon reliever starting for you. That's who I think he is. I think he's a you know, a guy who should come in and face right handers out of the bullpen. But he does earn his first win of the season and also his first tip of the cap. So you gotta give him credit for showing up. And um again, looking better of late. So Clark Schmidt, round of applause for him for going six quality innings and looking pretty decent. Um, and game three, uh, the Yankees won game three today, this afternoon, 12 odd, 1230 start. Um, they had some kind of dinner, uh, and they, um, yeah, 11 to three. Let's see if I can find the slide here. Here it is. Um, you had Johnny Brito going up against some guy Mueller and again, early scoring bottom of the first inning, Gleyber Torres sack fly. And then the Harrison-Bader three-run home run, which was eventually reviewed, but the call stands uh, because the fan did not interfere. And it was 4-0 Yankees out the gate. Got a little iffy when you had the two home runs in the top of the second. But Brito ends up going, pitches an out into the fifth and he leaves in a 4-2 to ball game. But bottom of the fifth comes, and that's when the Yankees break this shit open. Rizzo singles in runs. LeMay, who goes deep. And then Volpe with the grand slam. Making it 11-2 Yankees. Top of the 7th comes. Get a home run for the A's in there. It's 11-3. That'd be the final. Um, And the Yankee bats in this game. 11 runs on 10 hits. 6 extra base hits. 6 walks. 10 strikeouts. 3 of 7. With runners in scoring position. Um, Judge led with 3 hits. Volpe. Led the RBIs with four. Volpe, DJ, and Bader each with a home run. Um, And Johnny Brito. <laughs> uh, four in the third innings, two runs, three strikeouts. It was a fine outing for him. A couple more home runs, though. He seems to have a home run issue. Uh, that's now five home runs in his last three starts, 13 in the third innings. Uh, and, you know, it, it's important to remember that. Johnny Brito isn't a major league pitcher. He's only here as an emergency number five because of the injuries. He's supposed to be in AAA right now. Um, But, you know, I I think he's done a so-so job. His problem is it's not usually runs. Like, he limits the damage mostly. You look at his game log, you're not going to find a lot of, you know, five, six, seven run outings. You're only going to find that one terrible twin start. And then most of them have been like three runs or less. It's just that he's not going deep into games. It's pitch count, having trouble finishing off batters, things like that, that really limit the length when Johnny Brito's on the mound. Um, in this game, he didn't seem to have his best fastball command. Hitters were jumping on that pitch. Uh, his changeup was kind of hit around a bit too, a double, one of the home runs came off the changeup, but he did locate it well a few times. Uh, and he picked up a couple of strikeouts with it, uh, but his out pitch in this in this game was the sinker. Oakland hitters went one for eight on that pitch, um, but he left the game in the fifth inning with the tying run, I think, on second. Uh, fortunately, though, Jimmy Cordero helped him get out of it, and then it was Davy Garcia after that for three. And uh, that was really that was really it for today. Um. So the Yankees, they're hot. The offense. Um, one of the guys who who's very hot is, <laughs> my Christ, is he hot right now? Harrison Bader, and I'm giving Harrison Bader my tip of the cap. One second. This series. Harrison Bader against the A's. 5 for 10. 500. A triple, a home run, a walk, and 4 RBIs. On the season, he's got 11 RBIs in 8 games. <laughs> he's just He's been giving the Yankees an absolute jolt right now to their offense. He's playing great defense. I love the footwork in center field. Kind of gets that jump start when he makes the catch. On the year, again, 429, 11 RBIs, 8 games. That's hilarious. Um, He's also on a 6-game hit streak. So it's not just this Oakland series. He was hitting against Tampa, too. Um, He's been so good. I've already seen a few people talking about extending him. Now, I usually save that type of talk for the postseason. Not in May. Um, but if he does what he did last October, again, this October, you got to bring him back. But I guess this is his walk year. I'm pretty sure this is his walk year. So, you don't have time to, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I you know, it's tough because he's hurt a lot, but the kid hits in the playoffs, man. And I don't give a shit. At the end of the day. If you do it in the playoffs. You're good. So I wouldn't hate it. The injury thing is a concern. You've also got Jason Dominguez. I think they're trying to work him into a left fielder. But we'll see. The extension talks are interesting. Um, Yeah. Yeah. He's been great. He's hitting like he did in the playoffs. Right now. And overall for the Yankees. The Bats seem to be heating up. I mean, they scored 28 runs this series on 29 hits, 16 extra base hits, 12 walks. They batted 296. They hit 333 with Furners in scoring position this series. They looked really good. And they also, remember, this goes back to that final game against Tampa to make it four consecutive game with games. With at least 7 runs. Um, But you know. It even goes back a little further. Individually. Because you go up and down the lineup. You've got guys on hit streaks. And on base streaks. Aaron Judge is obviously back. He looks good and healthy. He had 2 RBIs and a walk yesterday. 3 hits. A walk. A double today. Uh, You got guys like Oswaldo Cabrera. Showing you some more life lately. That's good to see. On base six times in the last four games, three RBIs. How about Rizzo? Very quietly once again, he's starting to rake. Um, eight game, I mean, he's been hitting all season, but he's on an eight game hit streak where he's batting three ninety-four During this span, four RBIs, four walks. He was five hundred this series. Glaber Torres is reheating six game hit streak there. 346 with the average over that streak. 7 RBIs, 2 walks. He's been making a hell of a lot of contact this year. So far in the season, Glaber, 18 walks to 19 strikeouts. Very good. Last year, he finished with 39 walks versus 129 strikeouts. So a huge difference in volume and in disparity as well this year. I'm noticing he's been better on those two-strike fastballs. Also been making more contact on those two-strike sliders. The the 0-2 waist pitch. Um, So if he stays true to that approach, he keeps that contact mentality up, the batting average could see a jump again back up to 270. You know, there's a world out there where that happens. He is a very streaky hitter, though. So I wouldn't be shocked if he just continued to be who he was last year. But there does seem to be a difference in this season's Labor Torres versus the one we've seen in recent years. The contact is way up. So that could be an indicator. Uh, It's just something to keep an eye on. DJ LeMayu is hitting, as, again, he has most of the season. 8-game hit streak for him, 3.55 during the span, 7 RBIs, 3 walks, 2 home runs. What I like is that before today's game, DJ had had gone 4 consecutive games without a strikeout. Usually that's not something worth noticing with DJ because that's who he is. But he has been striking out a lot more than usual this year, so it's something I thought I'd point out. Um, he's having a solid season though, yeah. I mean, on the year he's batting two seventy-seven. 825 OPS. He's 357 with runners in scoring position. Um, That right there is all I need from him. That's it. Hit the ball at a fairly high clip. Get on base and come through in situational at-bats. And that's what he's been doing. I just, you know, I hope that he stays healthy. And if the Yankees need to give him a day here and there, just like they did in in game two, then do it. Because he's important to this team. Um... Even Anthony Volpe has been hitting the ball harder lately. Making a lot harder contact. Um, Obviously, today that paid off with the Grand Slam. Good to see that. That was awesome. Um, Yeah, like I said, with Volpe. Kids got to focus on just making hard line drive contact. Hit line drives right now. I think with age and experience, the power comes and the strikeouts will reduce. Um, I just, you know, I hope we get some kind of hot streak soon because he's, he's hit for stretches He's had stretches where he's hit, but it doesn't feel like he's ever gotten hot yet. And I hope that's going to come. And that'd be great to come at, at, you know, with Tampa coming up. Um, you know, I, earlier in the year, I think it was in like, Preseason predictions episode or some shit. I had given Anthony Volpe a comparison of Alex Bregman. It's a high comp, but I heard two more recently, also pretty high comparisons. But I heard two more recently on a couple of podcasts. Um. Or no, actually, this. this so one of them was from a podcast I heard, and another comparison I heard was on my Facebook page. Somebody who follows me give a great comparison. One of them was Dustin Pedroia, which I can really see with the body type. Uh, I feel like Pedroia feasted off of those high fastballs. Volpe hasn't done that much yet, but he has gotten a hold of a few. Um, but yeah, the body type—it's something I can see it. I like the Dustin Pedroia comp a lot. Um, you know, smaller players. Defense, hit the ball, you know, hit a, hit a lot of line drives, can go the other way. I, I can see that. Um, fast. And then another guy, DJ LeMayu. Somebody said that he hopes he can be a DJ LeMayu type player. And I don't hate that as well. Yeah, I can see it. Those are just two things I saw that I wanted to mention. Um, guys are hot. Jake Bowers even went deep this series. <laughs> of course, he sat today because that's a boon tradition. You hit one out, you sit. Um, but, you know, Jake Bowers, it's going to be interesting how to see how the Yankees use him. The Yankees say they like him. Uh, they like the fact that he's a lefty. You know, that he has a good swing for the stadium. He's obviously a guy with major league experience who's Played with a few teams before Tampa. I remember being one of them. Uh, but the Yankees say they like everybody. I mean, they say... They were fucking enamored with Franchi Cordero. But we know how that worked. Um, the I wish they liked a few more guys. And you know what? I wasn't going to bring this part up. Um, I had it in my notes. I deleted it. But I, I want to bring it up because... I know we swept the series and things are feeling a little bit better right now, but fuck it. I couldn't help it because I was annoyed when I saw this Um, and I love playing GM. And I promise this is not me using hindsight or being a Monday morning GM, any of that. I promise you because if you read my past blogs or you listen to my past podcasts, you follow me on social media, you know me in person, talk Yankees with me, you'll know This is something I've been adamant on. But I was looking at the MLB league leaders in batting average. And I saw three guys that I have wanted and I have been in love with. That had a chance to be Yankees. And one of them was even a Yankee at one point before he was cut for nothing. Um, And in the top 10 in batting average right now, you got Luis Arias. Still batting over four hundred. That was a guy I desperately wanted in the winter. And Miami ends up giving him away or giving away Pablo Lopez. That's it for him. Which was something the Yankees easily could put together. Um then I saw Masa Taka Yoshida batting three twenty one with eleven strikeouts on the damn season. This was a guy I really wanted the Yankees to grab. I said in left field, if you couldn't re-sign Benintendi, and then if they couldn't go and grab Reynolds, they've got to look at Yoshida. The guy they called the Japanese Juan Soto, and I was—I I, did—I had an episode how we did a scouting report on him, and I was saying how I was enamored with the kid. I—they I, got none of those guys. And I'm annoyed that the Yankees never even kicked tires on Yoshida. um, Because they've had success, obviously, with Japanese players in the past. And then, I saw an old friend, I think he was third or fourth on the list in batting average, Tyro Estrada, who I don't expect to continue to lead the league in average, but I know he's going to keep being a damn solid baseball player because that's what he's been ever since the Yankees got rid of him. And he was solid with them because he can hit, and he can play multiple positions. So, those were three guys I was really annoyed. I really wanted. Two guys I wanted. Three, another guy who I was mad the Yankees got rid of for no reason, just to keep Tyler Wade on the damn roster. That's why they got rid of Estrada. But I really, 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 in the offseason, I was praying to the baseball gods that the Yankees would go after Arias and try to sign um, Yoshida. So for the idiots, Cashman's cucks, who ask people, well, what did you want Cashman to do? That. 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 That is what I wanted him to do. Add to a lineup in desperate need of contact hitters by acquiring guys who are available for you in the winter. Why? Because that's what the Yankees do. You say it's going to be hard because blah, blah, but No, no, no. No, 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 no. You are the Yankees. You are Brian Cashman, apparently some god to you people. So if you're that, you figure out a way to get that done. Pablo Lopez, that's Luis Severino, a prospect or two. Boom. Yoshida making 18 million a year? Really? You can't do that? But you can do Donaldson 25 a year? You could do Aaron Hicks making 70 million over seven? Don't dance. People out there on Twitter dancing for Cashman. Because that's all you excuse makers do. You dance, you weave, and bob, and try your very best to hang on by a thread. And it's pathetic and obvious that you know nothing. I got people coming at me on Twitter the other day when I was shitting on Cashman. <laughs> you guys don't know anything. Not very little. You know nothing. Because at the at the end of the day, if you were right, and if Cashman was so great... We'd have a championship next to our name right now. But we don't. Not this team. I wanted Yoshida. Didn't happen. I wanted Arias. Didn't happen. I wanted them to keep Estrada. They kept they kept Tyler Wade over him. I mean, it's it's mistake on top of a mistake. But yeah, I got annoyed. I was looking up those guys. And, I, and I, I was looking up just baseball batting average leaders. And those three guys in the top seven or some shit like that. It, it really, really bothered me. Uh, anyways... To get back on topic, on a positive, uh, Luis Severino, another guy on a great contract. He seems to be returning soon. Uh, Luis threw his rehab start at 11 a.m. this morning, which he loved. Uh, Went three and a third innings, one run off a solo shot, three strikeouts, a walk. Um, His fastball averaged just under 96 miles an hour, topped out at 99. So that's not terrible for his first time back. Um, got 20 swings, seven misses for those who give a shit about the whiff statistic. Uh, listen, I'm looking forward to Seve, man. I, when he's healthy, he's an electric pitcher, but he's just never healthy. So you hope that if he comes back in time, he can stay healthy. And if that'll be, if that's the case, then it's a damn big improvement to the staff. It's going to be interesting to see who he replaces. I think a couple, like a week or two ago, it's not in question. But now I think you got some options. You know, I think Domingo is safe. I think he's going to be your five, four or five, whatever. Um, But I think it's going to come down to Clark Schmidt or Johnny Brito. And again, as I said, Schmidt has been pitching better recently. And Brito has been, I feel like, consistently so-so. You know, I think that's the best way I can describe him. Um. So, yeah, that's that's the whole deal on Seve. But we've got Tampa coming up next, people. Uh, this has potential to be fun. Or it has potential to be brutal. But you got four games in the Bronx, um, and I hope we smack them around. Because if the Yankees still want to have a fighter's chance in the AL East here, it is absolutely necessary for them to take at least three of the four games coming up in the Bronx. Um, There's a world out there where they can, because they are healthy healthier. Uh, the bullpen is well rested, as we said. You're going to have Garrett Cole in this series. The last time these two teams met at Tropicana just last week, the Yankees were without Aaron Judge and they still made these games close. They went 1-2, and two, uh, but they scored only one less run, hit one less homer, and they had the better ERA. So, I think you got to use this Oakland sweep as a confidence booster, build some momentum, and now turn it into a legitimate hot streak, where you can see if the Yankees are for real or are for real or not. Because you only play Tampa Bay six more times following this series, so this has to be where you do some damage here. It's going to be Domingo, Cole, Nestor, and Schmidt. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and again the Yankees are going to be home for this series. They are fourteen and eight at home so far this season, and overall they're six and two in their last eight games total. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully we can take this team down, but yeah, I don't think a split does anything. I mean it doesn't does nothing in the standings and it just kills time, which is not what we want to do. So I think if the Yankees want to actually take a chunk out of the division standings right now and lower that eight number to seven, six, got to take a, at minimum three. So, so if they're at eight, that would mean taking three would mean being six after the series, which it's a it's a big. That's a big chunk. Let's head to our final break, get back, and we'll wrap it up with our trivia. Stay with us. Be right back. Hey, guys. So if you are a listener of the podcast often and you want to know where to find me on social media, you can find me on Facebook at BD4. You can find me on Twitter at BD4Pod. And you can also find me on Instagram at carbone. bd4 is located on many different platforms you can listen to the podcast on apple podcasts and if you do there be sure to give us a five-star rating and review you can listen to it on spotify but you can also watch the podcast on both spotify and youtube bd4 is available on many other platforms as well all you got to do is search it up apple podcasts spotify youtube and much more We also have a website now for BD4. If you go to bd4blog.com, you can find the blog, the podcast links, and also where to find me on social media. Just go to bd4blog.com. Studio 69 Productions is a podcast production agency created by Leo Rodriguez to allow content creators to market their podcast. It's an online platform that will market your podcast, or any other project that you're working on. Get in touch with Leo Rodriguez from Studio 69 Productions. You can find Studio 69 Productions on Instagram at Studio69NJ. Studio 69 Productions, where dreams are heard and born. You know the Knicks picked up a pretty big win tonight, and we'll we'll be back with the Knicks. We took two games off; those losses took a lot out of me. Um, but we'll talk Knicks in uh, probably the upcoming episode of it. It'll be out tonight, Thursday, May 11th, uh, by nightfall. But let's wrap this Yankees episode up right now with our uh, trivia question of the day. Let's get to it. Alright, so for this episode, episode 522 of the podcast, 522, we got a true or false. True or false. This was the Yankees' second three-game win streak of the season. If you were paying attention to the episode, I did say the answer. True or false. False. This was the Yankees' second three game win streak of the season. Is that true or false? All right. So, one final time for episode 522, our NYY, NYK, uh, NYY, NYK MMA question of the day. True or false? This was the Yankees' second three game win streak of the season. And with that, I thank you for stopping by. And, um,. I'll see you in 523. But the Yankees sweep Oakland at home, and now they prep for a very tough upcoming series against the division-leading Major League's best team at the moment, Tampa Bay Rays. So we'll see what happens. All right. Thanks, everybody. I'll see you in 523. Later. This episode was brought to you by Anchor.